global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. The Dow, the S&P, and NASDAQ are all climbing. S&P 500 index holding up the highest since July. Bolstered by speculation, borrowing costs will remain lower for longer amid moderate growth. The S&P 500 index up seven points to 2119, a gain of four-tenths of one percent. Dow Industrials up 68 points, a gain of four-tenths of one percent. NASDAQ is up by three-tenths of one percent. Tenure up 5.30 seconds. The yield there is 1.70 percent. Gold up 16.80 the ounce to 12.63, a gain of 1.4 percent. And crude oil up 83 cents of Barrel 5119 right now on West Texas Intermediate. That is a gain of 1.7%. I'm Charlie Pelleton. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. You're listening to Taking Stock with Kathleen Hayes and Pim Fox on Bloomberg Radio. Technology, it is one of the most powerful forces transforming the financial services industry and a big topic of discussion here at Pershing's Insight 2016 conference at the Hyatt Regency in Orlando. I had the pleasure today of moderating a panel called Invested in Innovation, and one of those panelists is here with me and Pim now. Suesh Kumar is Senior Executive Vice President, and he's Chief Information Officer at BNY Mellon. Suesh, welcome. Hello, good afternoon. It's great to have you on the show. I just want to start by having you tell our listeners a bit about your background, because it's so interesting. You left India. You come to New York, you start getting your master's degree in computer science, you uh, start your own company, and then in 1986, you go to work for Pershing, which was then part of the old DLJ. Tell us about about that experience and uh, what you, how you became a pioneer of online brokerage here in the U.S. Well, you know, we uh, started off as a consultant at uh, Pershing. And uh, Prodigy, which was an online network uh, by Sears and IBM, uh, they were just starting out. And before they were the Internet. Before the, long before the Internet. <laughs> so that was uh, 1988. Um, so they were looking for a partner to offer brokerage services, and, you know, Pershing uh, became that participant. And, and I was uh, happy to be there at the, at the beginning of an online brokerage journey. So from there, you know, we went and offered similar services on America Online, you know, around 94. Um, and when the Internet uh, became popular uh, around 96, you know, we offered uh, DLJ Direct, which was our online brokerage on the Internet. Then, you know, we went and did the same in uh, Tokyo, London, and Hong Kong. You just make it sound so simple, but not everybody was doing it back then, Suresh. Yeah, well, actually, by the time, you know, we offered on uh, Internet, you know, we had uh, close to eight years of experience. Suresh, I'm wondering if you could comment on the desire on the part of, let's say, more than 2,000 investment professionals that are here attending uh, Insight 2016. What do they want? What should a registered investment advisor, what do they need from technology today? Yeah, I think that the question is what do their clients need that the advisors need to, you know, offer? You know, to me, the client expectations have dramatically changed. You know, most people have today technology at home that's a lot more you know, efficient than most people have at work. Uh, so this notion of, you know, people being able to get what they need when they need it, 7 by 24, 
uh, in, and, and to have something that seems smart and that's able to learn about uh, clients' needs is, you know, what the clients want. So for a successful financial advisors, they need to figure out how to offer that kind of service, leveraging technology so they can scale and they can do it 724 in any, you know, a device. What does that mean, leveraging technology, scaling it in, 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 in real terms? Give us an example of, of what, how someone then can take the step up. What would they be doing with it? Yeah, so, you know, historically, you know, an advisor may be available, you know, Monday through Friday, 9 through 5. And if a client needs to have a conversation, they would make a trip and get the information they need. Uh, you know, today, people, uh, clients would probably want that in their smartphone or, you know, from home, 7 by 24. So the this ability to access information when they need to, or the ability to communicate, I think, is uh, becoming an important aspect. Is there any negative to that? Increased uh, volatility? Is there any need really to be so short-term oriented if you are a retail investor? Why use this technology if everyone says have a diversified portfolio and look to the long term? Yeah, I think you know it's more about convenience rather than being able to do when you have the time rather than being able to trade 7 by 24. You know, for the most part, people looking for advice, if uh, they are busy professionals, you know, doing it Monday through Friday may not be the most effective way, you know, so they would like to do it when they have the time on a weekend and stuff. So, uh, BMY Mellon, Pershing, uh, Silicon Valley Innovation Centers, uh, where, it's, it just seems to me that it's, it's tough because, uh, Pushing ahead, developing the technology, great. But you've got a lot of little fintechs. Yep. You've got all kinds of people, you know, pushing and hoping they can disrupt you, right? Yep. And it's great to be the disruptor, but it's not so great to be disrupted. Yeah. Um, it, it's an interesting point. You know, uh, as a large financial institution, we have lots of capital. You know, we have great uh, financial strength. Uh, we have clients. Uh, we have phenomenal amount of data about what the clients do all the things a fintech would love to have. Um, and the thing that fintechs have is their passion and, and their willingness to try different things um, and to be able to leverage open source software or cloud computing. So our opportunity is to really figure out, not to treat them like uh, someone who's trying to compete with us, but more to figure out how to take the best practices of fintech as well as to potentially leverage them so that our clients can get the benefit of both. How does financial technology and fintech benefit the smaller asset manager? Well, I, I think that what you're going to see, you know, historically, you know, people had this in you know, a monolithic applications and, you know, with a very long uh, sales cycle and, and, and the cost of making a choice used to be, you know, really high. You know, now with a lot of, sm you know, small fintechs and the Nexon platform that we have, uh, people will be able to pick and choose on a variable cost basis, uh, dramatically reducing the time it takes to get something done, as well as to you know avoid any major mistakes. Uh, so you're going to see more and more people being able to try different things a lot quicker than in the past. What about the threat that all this technology poses to your customers here, the the advisors, uh, robo advisors, algorithms, yep. artificial intelligence? Yep. At some point, I'm going to say, ah. 
who needs a human being? I could just plug all my data, and maybe you guys would even say, oh, fine, we'll just plug all the information in, we'll spit it out to you, and, right. you know, forget all these advisors running around. So, you know, it's interesting you say that because I used to think like that as a uh, upcoming online brokerage. I, uh, you know, always thought the technology is the answer to every problem. Uh, now with all the experience and maybe a little more money to protect than in the past, I would rather talk to a human being because, you know, at, at the end of the day, there is a lot more to financial advice, you know, than just asset allocation. In using the technology, tell us about the cost. How has that changed? Uh, well, clearly the cost of transacting uh, for the industry has come down. And, you know, you're going to see more and more of that even with the likes of blockchain and distributed ledger. So I think there's going to be an opportunity for the industry to remove the friction, you know, that takes place between transactions, between different participants. Uh, so certainly I think it will be better for the clients. Uh, so the cost of doing business uh, should keep going down. What is the friction for those of us who do not work at a large financial institution in these transactions, and how will the blockchain, which is what the Bitcoin's based on, but we know we're not talking about Bitcoin, yeah. so we're talking about code, a new kind of code. Yeah. Why is this such a, a revolutionary thing, this new this new blockchain? Yeah, I, you know, when you have a large number of participants trying to get something done, uh, usually you have lots of intermediaries, lots of reconciliation, and, you know, the end result was things took time to get something done. And obviously, like settling a trade. Yeah, uh, or cross-border payments, or trade finance. You know, any number of things that we do today, um, and it's mostly because of that. You know, things cost money, and there are lots of exceptions. Uh, you know, the expectations is a technology like a blockchain or distributed ledger would dramatically reduce the the disagreements that people may have because everyone is looking at the same thing. For example, a corporate action. You know, imagine if you were to have a distributed ledger of all the securities and the corporate actions in one place, and everyone looked at it. Uh, it'll cost us a lot less, you know, to process. Uh, you can do the same thing with the KYC or AML. What kinds of workers? What kinds of skills are you looking for specifically to join Pershing? Yeah, I, you know, it's a it's a great question. Uh, the technology is changing fast. Uh, our client needs are changing in our fast. Uh, so clearly we are looking for, you know, what we call full stack engineers, people who can do the user experience as well as the back end, as well as, you know, they need to be more sensitive to what's out there in the marketplace, uh, have a good understanding of what the clients are expecting. So, you know, you're kind of looking at not just a pure technologist anymore. You're also looking for people with some understanding of the clients and the products. Thank you very much for joining us, and thank you for having us here. Suresh Kumar is a Senior Executive Vice President and the Chief Information Officer for BNY Mellon. We are broadcasting live from Pershing's Insight 2016 Conference at the Hyatt Regency in Orlando, and this marks 18 years of Insight, 18 years committed to the success of advisors, and we have over 2,000 financial professionals from all over the globe attending. You're listening to Bloomberg Radio.